Good morning, everybody. This is Sam from Marry Abroad Simply. Today, I'm just going to replay a quick Instagram live that we did with Caitlin from Opathy Studios in Copenhagen. She's a wonderful floral designer. So enjoy. In Denmark, uh, who creates the most amazing um, flowers and, and floral decorations and head garlands. Oh, here she is. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, good, thanks. Happy to be here. Oh, good. I was just, um, I was when I was thinking about doing the live and what we were going to ask, I um, I found some information on why the history of why people started using flowers for their weddings. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, it was because when people back in the 15th century, they only had one bath a year. And historically, they <laughs> married in June and bath time was about May. So they used flowers <laughs> to cover up any bad smells on their wedding day. Oh, wow. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your nights are smell nice. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us. Now, can I just ask you about the name? Uh, is it Apathy Studio? I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly. Apathy Studio. And uh, yeah. the word itself means a consuming and enduring passion. And for me, that was the perfect word to kind of sum up all the different things that I really love doing and have always loved doing. Um, and yeah, so it's... it's Difficult one to say, but my hope yeah. is that it's very unique. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, it really is. It really is. So tell us a little bit about how, how, how it started. How did you become interested in kind of flowers and, and, and all of the rest? Um, so I think it's something that's always kind of been with me. I think it's the classic tale of most florists is you grow up just sort of enjoying decorating the table um, for family holidays and gatherings. I've always gone a little bit above and beyond uh, for parties for my friends and bringing them together. So it's just kind of always been there. And I studied um, material art and design with a focus on textiles, actually. And I right. did that, had a job as a designer for a few years and decided that I kind of lost touch with my making with my hands. Um, so I quit my job and started this company a few weeks later, and now I've been doing it for <gasps> two years. So I have no formal training. I've it's the school of YouTube and books and workshops and all sorts of things, uh, and just kind of diving in, taking my design experience. Oh, that's so brave of you. Was it nerve? Was it nerve wracking today? Well, like even just like quitting your job is always like it's such a big step, isn't it? Yeah, I think it just felt like the right time for me. And I can be a very precise and planned person and I'm very much a list person. But then in some ways, I think the best decisions in my life have been the impulsive ones. And this was right. where I just thought it's time. And then I decided, you know, I'll give this a try. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, with your... Um with your your website is just gorgeous and the colors that you use on the website it's like a peachy kind of color it's that I can sense that's a real theme and kind of like your social media posts and all the rest of it um is that your favorite color <laughs> I, 
say, yeah, I've always been teased, like, throughout even art school and university, everything, <laughs> for using so much of yeah. it. No, it's, uh, it's uh, the aesthetic of the website and everything is, is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So did you initially, uh, when you started the business, were you kind of like a florist or did you initially go into kind of weddings and, and events and things like that? Was that kind of where you wanted to be? Um, I think I want to always be doing a little bit of everything. And that's how I started as well. I was doing workshops um, in natural dyeing um, on my own time. Uh, when I still had my other job. And then I really wanted to do weddings after my own wedding. Um, and I did flowers for that and completely fell in love with it. Um, and then I just actually on the expat page in Denmark, um, somebody was looking for a bouquet, nothing sim nothing too complicated. And I reached out and I said, I think I can do it. <laughs> and that was my first kind of jump start. And then it just took off really quickly from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you, you get very busy with weddings. Yeah, um, this year especially, uh, obviously there was a break during um, the lockdown. But after that, I think there's so many postponements and there's so many couples that are like, all right, let's just do it. Let's embrace it. It's about us and, you know, we don't need a lot. And so it's been really busy for me on the floral side because um, lots of little elopements this year. Which is perfect, which is great for you. Yeah. <laughs> which is great for you. Yeah. So t tell us about the, the the process of, say, you have a couple that get in touch with you, um, you know, and they 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 have um, really strong ideas about what they want for their wedding. Maybe the flowers are in season, maybe they're not in season. What's kind of like the process on, on the initial contacts of when you get to a... Uh, a, a, a final decision on what it is that they want? Um, so I really have a range, but generally I have two routes that you can go. So somebody that is looking for um, venue decorations and maybe something a little bit more elaborate, I always recommend like six to three months in advance for getting in touch with me. Uh, right. And for anybody that's just looking for like a bouquet, maybe a flower crown boutonnieres um then I would recommend I, I do it even up to a week before and I've done right. things three days before a day's notice so it all depends um but generally when people get in touch uh, I ask them to send me any inspiration things they've been looking at um okay align and get make sure we're on the same page um but I typically work um based on what the couple likes and their color story, their own story, and my feeling of their, their sense of style. So I don't often work with, get me this flower, this flower, and this flower, because I feel like it's, it's uh, generally a lot fresher and better if you work with what's in the market that day, that's looking good. Um, and I think I do my best work when I have a little bit of this creative freedom. A little bit of freedom, yeah. And are the couples generally quite happy to happy to kind of like put their trust in you to to find something? Yeah, yeah. So on my website, when you're just looking for a bouquet, then I will kind of just ask, what colours do you like? And often they'll just say, I want blue. And I run with it and I think, oh, okay, this kind of blue and this will be soft and... Um, Often it works out. Um, there's some kind of magic happening in the universe <laughs> where the shoes match. 
<laughs> or something. Uh, if couples want to send their outfits, that's always really helpful as well because then I can pull from yeah from that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you said you mentioned in the market. So you you get you source your flowers just kind of like from the local markets. Um, yeah. Where do you? Also in Denmark. We have yeah there. Um, it's definitely a tougher season this year because a lot of the growers who would be planting in during that lockdown means that now we have a few less flowers than normal. So okay, it's um, not the regular selection right now. So we have to be a little bit more creative and open in terms of what we want. And I definitely recommend the couples also looking up the season of their flowers that they want to yeah. going to get married um if you're really set on peonies plan a june wedding <laughs> and right you know, okay. rather than an october wedding you can't have them so if you have these kind of dream images of your flowers then make sure it aligns with the time of year which i guess that people people aren't really used to that in today's world people are kind of like well i want daffodils in my december wedding and you're kind of like well well that's not going to work but yeah, yeah people can you know, nowadays people get what they want when they want it, don't they? So it's, it's quite hard when you're dealing with fresh products mm-hmm. and things like that as, as flowers are. Yeah, I think yeah. about Copenhagen as well is that in the summer we have really wonderful seasonal flowers that are often local. Um, and it's great to take advantage of it. But in December, you have to be a little bit more open and creative to what you're going to get because we do have a colder winter and... Um, not as much growing here and we're quite north to get all of the flowers and have them all in good shape from um, more southern countries so it's yeah. it's definitely good to keep in mind um, I think the dried flower trend is also part of this as well like in Denmark it's really blown up into something major um, oh what's that that they have dried flowers yeah, yeah. So people are often opting for dried flowers now um, for a flower crown or for even their bouquet. Uh, and it's great right. to keep it afterwards, too. So for so how, it's great. So back here, I don't know if you can see. I have lots of dried flowers <laughs> kind of stored. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, I think it's perfect to just embrace the season that you're in and work with it. So... As we're coming up to Christmas and there's there's lots of, you know, Christmas, December, it's a super popular time to marry, particularly in, in Copenhagen, all of Denmark, but Copenhagen, especially because it's such a wonderful place um, in the Christmas season. What kind of, of, of flowers, kind of bouquet, um, crowns would you would you recommend to couples who are thinking of marrying kind of like in the next few months? Um, I'd say in in the kind of winter season, then it's it's nice to embrace winter as well. Um, eucalyptus is a common winter green because it has that really nice icy tone. Um, yeah. But also just uh, green Christmas greeneries. Um, I think it's also quite popular now to go for kind of all green bouquets. But of course, we've always got roses all year round. So if you can embrace the roses, um, talk to your florist as well about like the different combinations. I personally love to um, reflex my roses and peel back the petals so you get a little bit more of an open, fluffy air. Right. Uh, So there's different things that you can kind of 
workaround to still get, you know, this light airiness. Right. Okay. Okay. So you do. So you do kind of like you do the 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 bouquets. Obviously, you do the the crowns, which I've seen in lots of your social media posts, which is just so gorgeous. <laughs> Um, the the buttonholes. Um, is there anything else that that you can? If you're talking about a, just like an elopement style wedding, is there anything else that people ask for? Um, sometimes for their guests, they'll want um, like a little bridesmaid bouquet. Uh, sometimes a wrist corsage can be really sweet. Uh, oh yeah, they're lovely. It's great, especially if you have um, lots of different guests that you want to be included. I've had people come with maybe six people that wouldn't typically be their wedding party, but they're there to witness and support. Um, and then it's a small floral thing without spending all of the money on a, a bridesmaid's bouquet. Um, and then I will also often do centerpieces. So if you're going to a hotel after or maybe an Airbnb and you want to dress it up a little bit, sometimes I'll work with couples on centerpieces or... Um, even like a small archway, it's totally up to you. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Because obviously with a lot of our couples, you know, they're coming just for a couple of days, you know, and, and they've got, you know, as you say, four guests, you know, friends or family or something like that. And they are often, you know, they're just renting out an Airbnb or they're having dinner and a thing. That's a lovely idea that you can kind of continue, you know, and make it just, just a little touch that just makes it just, a little bit more special. That's a, yeah, that's a lovely idea. Um, okay, where's my questions? So where do you tend to get your inspiration from? Are you inspired, you know, do you, do you, is it social media? Do you, do you, is there any special places where you go to? Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm often inspired by interiors um, and okay. as well. I think weddings are typically a few years behind whatever the trends in interior and fashion are. Um, and as a textile designer, I, I'm often looking at interiors, fabrics, textures. Um, so I'm really inspired by that and kind of pulling those trends and making the, the kind of wedding industry catch up with all of that. Because um, I think we should kind of embrace what's around us as well and also... Oh, environment um, can do a lot. Right now, we see a lot of people going back to kind of um, a more folk art look to a lot of things, or people want a lot more handmade. And I think bringing that into weddings as well is is really nice. Mm. So, do you do you find that kind of like where you see trends? emerging kind of the you find see that couples are kind of requesting the trends they kind of like they they move with the times as it were yeah yeah I think um like I said weddings usually I'll see what might be a trend right now in interiors couples will request that a year or so later for their wedding okay um and with my work I hope to kind of bridge the gap a little bit uh weddings are tricky because you're always planning in advance of the date. I mean, with elopements, you're kind of right on on it, but um, if it's something a little bigger, then you're planning quite far in advance. Um, so my hope is to always kind of stay on top of that and make sure that I'm giving couples something that will be relevant and lasting, um, and also make sure that we're pulling in a classic approach so it's not too trendy that they look back on their photos and think, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Um, so you're, you're actually based in Copenhagen? Yeah, yeah. Based in Copenhagen. I'm yes. in Toronto, Canada. Um, but I've been here about five years now. Right. Okay. How, how's the Danish lifestyle for you? I am quite a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love being able to bike everywhere. Um, I yeah. like to do my deliveries. I have my big Christiania like box bike and oh no, that's so lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so so in terms of that was my next question, kind of areas that you cover. Obviously we have couples that marry all over Denmark. Um a lot of them um uh, you know a look Copenhagen, but in kind of like the Stearns commune, would you be able to live, to deliver out there? Or not on your bike. No. <laughs> usually, I'll I deliver within Copenhagen or Greater Copenhagen, um, yeah. or any smaller orders because I feel it's most worthwhile for the for the couples as well. Um, otherwise, I have some bigger delivery fees for going outside of the city. Uh, okay. So usually, I reserve those for larger weddings with maybe some table decor and things like that. Yeah, but when couples email me, I'm always happy to recommend a florist who I think has a, either a wider range or is closer to their area. Um, yeah, and alternatively, if they're really set on ordering from me, then we'll do like a night before um, deliver. Yeah, so you yeah, we just select. Yeah, so if they're traveling through Copenhagen, they can potentially meet up with you and. I'm thinking, do, do couples have any opportunity kind of like the day before the wedding of coming and choosing the flowers or or is it all done kind of through on the online and until they get the delivery? Yeah, so often um, with me specifically, I work out of uh, my home studio and everything's quite custom to them. So I'm ordering flowers just for their needs to begin with. Um, so there's there's not really this... Uh, coming into a shop and choosing but you absolutely could do that with other florists in Copenhagen and just go and select your flowers uh, yeah but yeah with me it's sort of agreed upon in advance um, what colors and style we're going to work with and then I'll select it completely based off that and often it's a surprise the day of which uh, <laughs> no that's lovely. I bet your home studio smells absolutely amazing <laughs> I love this stuff as my husband says, a little bit like a barn, um, but we make. <laughs> oh, what does he know? <laughs> I think it looks amazing. Um, is there, as you said, you know, that the, the the drying flower, the dried flowers, is, is kind of becoming popular now. Is there a chance of, of couples if they're using the fresh flowers? Is there any chance that that you would be able to dry the flowers after the ceremony for them and and kind of like and and forward it onto them like that? Yeah. So um, with a few couples, I've started doing framed dried flowers. So for me, that's sort of a modern approach to the shadow box. Where um, let me just grab it. <laughs> uh, it'll be easier to explain. So something like this, where I just take. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's so pretty. Yeah, a few small elements from the bouquet that will dry really nicely. Um, and then I've just been framing these in these um, double glass paned frames. And I think it's a really nice way to hang it on your wall, but it's it's not so much that in 10 years when 
the wedding has kind of come and gone. You're not sitting there with this hefty shadow box of... No. <laughs> yeah, because, wait, it's just going to get in the way, really. At the end of the day, it's this big bouquet. Yeah. Oh, that, oh are people liking that? That's... Um, yeah, it's the dry flowers. I think it's a lovely idea. Few people so far that I'm doing it for, um, but yeah, I hope to make it kind of more widely available in the coming months. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. That's a lovely idea. Um, thank you very much. I think I've asked all the questions um, that I had down. It's 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 lovely to actually to actually put a face behind the companies and kind of like and get a bit of background. Uh, and everything like that, because obviously, as we organise weddings for couples, we you know we get to know them and and things like that. And we we always like the people who we recommend that they use, be it florists, be it photographers, and things like that. You know, it's super great just to to let people just just meet them and watch them, and because it's an important decision. You know, it's it's um, it's something that, as you say, will be possibly on their wall in that <laughs> in 20 years time so you know it's just it's so lovely to have a chat with you and, and get to know a little bit more about you and 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 where you where you come from and your inspiration and all the rest so thank you so much for for giving us some time today no worries thank, thank you. you so what's your um if you want to just let everybody know your instagram your website how people can uh, get in touch with you Put it in the comments as well here. Hold on. It's uh, activity underscore studio. Um, on Instagram. Yeah, put it in the comments so people can see. Uh, and it's better that site than email and everything. So it's better if people email you um, or go through the website um, and, and or send you a DM on Instagram. They can get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Caitlin. It's been lovely talking to you. All right, great. Have a good day. Have a lovely day. I hope you enjoyed that um, interview with the lovely Caitlin. And I will put all the links to all her social media and everything in the comments of the podcast so you can get in touch with her direct. Have a nice day. Bye.